All right, y'all. Here we are, Liverpool Ones Podcast. We are here again with your boy Cineo. We also got Alex Affluent in the building. We also have June in the building. This week, Figo won't be in attendance. He had to handle some uh, off-planet matters and, you know, save some other galaxies right now. So we're going to hold down the fort and kind of, you know, get things moving. And, you know, this is episode eight. Episode eight. Eight weeks down. We are doing our best to stay consistent. We are trying to provide you with uh, the essentials during these times of need. So, you know, with that, um, June, how how are you doing? How's your week been? What's what's going on? What's new? Well, thank you so much for asking, Cineo. All my week has been incredible. Each and every day I'm finding myself saying, this is the best day ever. And just my family and friends, the ones that I spend my days with, in and out of uh, what we would call this new lifestyle, <laughs> uh, they remind me, they say, you say that every time I'm with you. You say that every time we're together. You say that every day. And I say, it's because it's true. So I'm so thankful that each and every day I'm living it as if it were my best life because it truly must be. I feel it. That's what's up. That's what's up. What about you, Alex? What's going on? How you doing? How's your week been? Week is awesome, as usual. Uh, it's been, it's nice to run out of bad days. Um, just kind of reach my quota for bad days. It's like I try to have bad ones, and they just end up being good every time I wake up. Um, June, I have to ask, what is that sound in the background? Oh, well, I'm in my own garden, <laughs> and uh, those are nice. crickets that you may be hearing. <laughs> So, Fresh. yes, thank you. <laughs> I should yeah, have the fountains going, but I didn't want to be too too overbearing. <laughs> Next time, bring the fountain out. Okay. Just one, just one, just, just, just once. If you got it, go, go ahead. It's, <laughs> All right, if, we'll see, we'll see. Feel, we'll see how today flows. Senio, how, how's, your, uh, how's your week been? I mean, my week been cool. Um, coming to the kind of the the apex of uh, the other me and what's going on at work, right? We we are coming to the uh, the head of when you realize you can't continue allowing others to define your time and define what your time is worth. And so, you know, not to be too veiled about it, but to kind of touch on it, you know, at work like I, I've consistently said, I'm showing up in a different capacity. I am active and activated and I'm trying to push for change. And I'm also aware that as much as people are vocal in their, their acceptance and want for change, not everyone is necessarily ready. And even more so I have to be responsive to the communication styles of people and what's being communicated to me and receiving and holding that. Right. So on one end, I got to make sure I'm communicating the proper message. Um, you know, if you check my Twitter out, right, Cineo on Twitter, S-I-N-E-O, I said, uh, communication is the key, right? Comprehension is the lock. And then context is the door, right? So when you have those things that line up, right, the communication, the comprehension, and the context, you then have real understanding of what it is that's going on and so what's conveyed to me is you know you know kind of 
put it out there. There's people who value merit, meritocracy, you know, the idea of having, you know, a traditional education, getting degrees, or value money and social stature or economic stature more so than the value of what your words or what your beliefs or what your practices are. So I noticed that and I was like, okay, I get it. I'm not going to go back to college. I'm going to go get some money. I'm going to work really hard. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure that you all understand what I'm saying through what you need to see me through, right? So if you see me through degrees, okay, I could go to school, get some degrees, and then you could be able to accept what I have to say. Or I go get some money, come to the table and use that as leverage to say, I don't need you. I need access to your infrastructure so I could support my community. And that's where I'm at with it is like, you know, I've got some things done, did some hard work, both within me as the other me and me with the mask on. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I was able to accomplish those things. And I'm just telling everybody, own it. Whatever it is, get your ownership and own it right? Like, don't let nobody own you. Don't let nobody own your ideas. We've had that happen for far too long. And there's, we have the, the internet and we have platforms like this where we could contact each other, reach out and be informed about what it means to have ownership. So, you know, if you have questions, please reach out. You know, I'm Sin Cine on, on Instagram. I'm Cineo on Twitter. You know, if you have a thought, a feeling, or you want to get some more information, if I don't have the answer, I'm going to do my best to go find somebody with the answer and present it to you because you, you need to own it, own your moment, own your life. So, yeah, that's where we at. Shout out to the crickets. The crickets in full effect. Love, they loving, they loving the, the commentary. Standing ovation. <laughs> I would say... You know, it's it's time for more people to take ownership, yes, of, of their dreams, because uh, I feel as if the world to progress, to become, um, to showcase the best out of people, I, I still believe that um, people will have, have, deep down, have good hearts, uh, genuine good hearts, so I'm, I always look to the... Um, Oh, to the um, progression of, of society by seeing the best. And um, I believe that what will, I have a question that what would this world be without some of, some of, so many things that we see today are because of people's dreams. So what would this world be today without those dreams? Dreams of expand, expanding technology, of, of creativity, of art, of, and, and for those who are creatives, uh, what would the world be without your dream? Your dream has a place in this world, so don't pull back. And that's what I would, my take on it. I'm with it, 100%. I, I feel that, like, it's, it's so true. Like, we often forget that, like, you know, there's a, a rapper that, um, uh, that I seen uh, Frack, right? Battle rapper. And he's putting out these songs. And you know, no, that's a misappropriation, right? Like, that's not who he is. That's what he does. He does multiple things. But with the duality, some people may know him as a battle rapper and appreciate his lyricism. And he also makes songs. He's a rapper, you know, trying to choose songwriter. And he put out a song. And I, I don't want to, I mean, I'm a butcher of the line, but the line meant so much to me when I heard it was, um, 
you know, they said, don't, the, don't go quit your daydream. I mean, don't, don't quit your day job. He said, they tell me don't quit my day job. I tell them, don't quit your daydream. And I was like, that's, that's everything I needed to hear in this moment, right? Where I'm working to satisfy the merits of others and kind of this system that I don't necessarily agree with. I, I identify that it's problematic and needs to be scrutinized and dissected. This man came through with the, the bar that I needed to hear at the time I needed to hear it to be like, you know what? They tell me don't quit your day job. Nah, I'm not going to quit my daydream. Like I'm going to be on it. So, you know, you're right. You got to own your dreams at all costs. You can't, you can't get caught slipping. You know what I'm saying? It ain't about sleeping. It's about building that dream to be, to manifest itself in reality. So I'm with it. Like what you going to do to make sure your dream come true? Like at the end of the day, that's what it really comes down to. Can't be sleeping on your dreams. Exactly. Bars. Bars for show. It's one of those things like if some if the resources come into your lap, are you ready to execute, you know, your dream? And dreaming dreaming without a plan, you know, can leave you still wanting. And so like I think it's it's important to just to continue to start with that that base of imagine imagination is is so important in a in a world where people are losing hope where people are you know looking for hope uh, and you can always look for hope in your daydreams and looking for your hope in your meanderings and your uh your pontifications you know just whatever you think of like give yourself credit for being authentic to you um, and not something that was pushed upon you, not something that was fed to you. I think, I think we're in a time where everybody's sitting still and having more time to dream and, and revisit dreams and reimagine dreams. And it's very much okay to say, this dream is new to me. I'm getting used to dreaming it. And, I, I want to see where it goes from here because I think often people who have been uh, struck down and trying to find their way back, they ha build a habit of dismissing their dreams. Those initial imagination, um, imaginative thoughts, they, they dismiss them as uh, ideas that can just be tossed aside and that may be the key to unlocking, you know, joy in their life is just even in the pursuit of a dream can mean, can mean so much to a person, you know, and enabling someone, empower, helping someone uh, find empowerment to pursue their dream, you know, uh, can change your life too. And we have a, you know, generation of folks, um, of young people who, are looking looking to dream, you know, just dreaming of outside, dreaming of seeing their friends again, dreaming of, you know, changing systems that they have, you know, come into knowledge that are, you know, harming them, harming their parents, harming their relatives, and they're dreaming of a better way. And, you know, anyone who has the the capacity to help them along the way and help them navigate 
through, you know, those dreams. Um, now's your time to to step up and, you know, create funds, create programs, create systems that um, that are, you know, in place or that become necessary, I think, to uproot where we are now. Um, I mean, that's... I write that down, uh, create systems uh, of funds, not just funds for myself, but my community and how to enrich the whole, everyone who's in the experience. Oh, you're right. You're right. It is about how do you, how do you give and, and give power to your dream, right? Like you got to. You really got to, like, people will treat your dream like a hallucination. Like, you got to remember, like, Facts. denote and denounce and minimize, dismiss, and, like, in every other way, little bro you or little sis you and be like, you know what, let me just, hey, I get what you're saying, but, or, like, think of the context of school. You could be, you could be whatever you want to be. You could grow up and be whatever you want to be. You can be whatever you want. And then as soon as you start to say it, well, you know, when we look at your test scores, when we see your attendance, and it's like, okay, so you hype me up to tell me I could be whatever I want to be. And then instead of telling me how all these multiple factors play a role and how to give me solutions for my individual struggles with these hurdles that you that you placed on me, right? Like, now I'm no longer to be anything I can be, right? I can only be limited to certain things. And, you know, like I, I, I've worked in the community for a long time, especially with youth, as a youth, and then transition into adulthood and seen the scope of how, you know, sometimes you kind of become the outlier, you become the anomaly, you become the exception to the rule. And for me, I've had dreams that were way beyond in this current form and iteration of where I'm at, but at the same time, also in alignment with where I'm at. So dreams fall in so many different scales and spectrums. And I've definitely had people tell me, you're not going to be able to do this, that, and the third for me to then turn around and accomplish those things and make those things happen. But I have to acknowledge my, my luck in the equation of life where I've had access, support, education, information, love, compassion, empathy, to then be like, I got it in me, I'm gonna make it happen, right? I've had the the blessing to go to a school, multiple schools that had a level of diversity and experiences and culture to then say, I also come from a community where we have this together, right? There's a certain level of belief involved, right? That the world is small and we gonna come back together. Like, I mean, come on, we went to the same elementary school, you know what I'm saying? And now years later, we find ourselves in similar paths where they're crossed and aligned, where we're like, you know what, well, we headed to a greater whole, not just for us, like this, this isn't to serve us. This is a space for healing as a community with who's on here, but also as a space of community for everyone who listens, right? We just trying to present alternatives to this thing we call life. And we know what's out there. We've seen it. We, we, we hear the spicy conversations and we have spicy conversations. But I feel like we have a responsibility to ourselves to have time and space to be constructive and positive, to be careful and responsible, and to really hope that there's a 
a chance for us to uplift everyone's dreams, to give power to your self-esteem, your confidence, your struggles, your strife, because I don't know how many people are talking at you for the sake of your entertainment and how many people are trying to enlighten you and uplift you and speak to you. And I think for us, that's where we fall, right? Like we're coming from a perspective of we trying to reach and not necessarily just teach, but like be in the practice of what we're about, right? Like we, you know, we are who we are. And it's not to say that we're like putting ourselves on the, on the pillar, but it's like, how many times have you sat in a room, hear the conversation and realize this conversation ain't got nothing to do with you? Now, opportunity, right? To be able to have those conversations, if this is the space that you feel, to come in and be able to just, let's talk about it, right? And let's talk about it in a way that's different, right? Because we could be reckless with it. We could say whatever we want. But I'm going to tell you, like, no, nah, it don't got to be like that. We could we could have a time and place for everything. And in this time and place, it's about healing. It's about wellness. It's about hope. It's about faith. It's about love. It's about passion. It's about dreams, right? Like, our dreams. Put stake, put stock, put time in your dreams. So, you know, all those that's listening, like, you know, we this is, this is connecting from Northern California to Bay Area to the Southern California and the LA area. Understand, like, you know what I'm saying? We come from so many different perspectives and experiences on the West Coast, but we understand that we got people who are listening from all over. And so I just wanted, I just wanted, you know, kind of touch on that. Like, we ain't just talking at you. We trying to talk to you. And, you know, we, as much as we talking together right now, we're not uh, blind to the fact that people are listening. And, you know, it's, it's, it's just, let's be real. Like, you know, let's, Let's have a good time. Let's have some good vibes. Let's have some good energy. So, you know, that's just how I'm feeling. Yeah. Um, I always I always subscribe to that that idea that luck is uh preparation meets opportunity. And sometimes it's you not you preparing yourself. Sometimes it's life preparing you for an opportunity. Sometimes it's it's the people who care about you preparing you for an opportunity. Sometimes it's your missteps and mistakes that's preparing you for an opportunity. Sometimes it's your dreams that's preparing you for an opportunity and you ne- you won't necessarily see the opportunity coming. Um, and sometimes you may not prepare, be prepared to identify when it, when it shows up. But when the truth of where we are now is that because there are certain things that are not happening, there's opportunity for other things to happen. Um, and you know if people continue to prepare you know for their for their luck to show up you know for their 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 luck to synthesize um i think it's i think it's important that they you know go for it and and try for it and and say like what have i what dream have i been building for someone else um uh, and and now what what can i dream up and start to build on. And, you know, if I had all the time in the world, all the focus in the world, you know, or all the energy in the world or all the, you know, the resources that I needed, where would I start? And, and then go from there on building a system again, that allows you to, to run into your opportunity. Um, yeah, we are, we are definitely, um, ones that 
have paused and started to dream up things that were bigger than ourselves, bigger than our, our daily life, bigger than our moment to moment um, events and say, the event of my life, you know, what do I want it to be? Who do I want to invite to the event of my life? Um, and I think that's how our how our lives intertwine. Um, that's why you know we can be in different cities and be you know in different regions and you know have that same mindset to pursue dreams to to encourage others to do the same. And um, if we can you know as we can get the opportunity to keep this consistent, um, kind of invite others to you know walk alongside us as they uh they pursue that empowerment um as we you know try to pursue our own empowerment you know and not nobody's going to give you give power to your dream you can only do that yourself um you're you're the only one that can illustrate it and articulate it um past the thought um that's and that's for each of us each of each of you everyone you all listening um yeah, you can give power to your dream um, and, you know, we'll be along for the ride, you know, as you, you know, continue to tune in. Well, now we're really crossing over into what is manifestation. So it's not only our responsibility to dream, if ever a responsibility to take seriously, wouldn't that be one? It's also our, it's our responsibility to make it happen. And I do agree with Alex where it comes to having a, a, a mindset, a shared mindset with the collective or of like minds. And as creatives, I feel as if I can relate with Sinio when he was talking about feeling as if you were limited in, in the schools as a child. Because uh, even as a substitute teacher, I would see that we're only lim we what they equip us with is already limited, and it's limiting, and it's only going to continue to do so and to diminish until they invest. And uh, yes, monetary funding for teachers. Well, now we're talking about teachers only doing online, and how do we sort out the credentialing with that? How do we sort out six eighths of of the attendance will be considered online. However, the student must be in three-fourths of every class of, on Wednesdays to meet it for a Zoom. So anyway, um, I just wanna say shout out to those underserved schools and underserved students and underserved teachers because they are the most educated because they're forced to use their creativity to come up with ways to push themselves forward. Ooh, talk about manifest, manifesting their dreams. Those are the ones, that's why we have a whole new generation of, of young leaders out of nowhere. So I feel, I feel as if this is why I got my little tracksuit on. I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep up. I'm trying to break a sweat. I'm trying to, I'm trying to not just make a change. I'm trying to be the change, I'm trying to inspire change. I'm trying to yeah, so, and, and this is why I'm excited to be amongst like minds. Thank you. Oh, that's real, that's real, that's real. I mean, I just think about it like, you know, y'all both touched on things that kind of like, you know, they, they to me go hand in hand It's some conversations that I had earlier today, but I, I was I was talking about like the need for like information, right? And like 
you know, by no means does it mean we've perfected what we're saying, but we definitely are in practice of what we're saying. Like we, like I can speak for myself and I feel like it's shared is that we've been able to find a level of joy that we've been able to refine, like took some refinement. We took some care to really kind of etch out like, how's this healthy? How's this sustainable? How's this helping me to now say to others, yo, I want to share this with you. Like, I want to share my joy with you. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to share my toxicity. I'm not trying to share my pain. I'm not trying to share my venom. I'm trying to share my joy with you. And I think that that's such a like empowering thing, but it's also an informative thing, right? Like what does joy look like? What does happiness look like? And how do we spread that in a very honest and real way where we're not trying to sacrifice ourselves, right? Like, like I said, it's refinement. So it's, it's a control. This is a controlled stuff, substance. It's, it's so many other ingredients that went into it, but I'm trying to give you, you know, the, the essentials of it. So that way you could take it, you duplicate it. And if I'm wrong, hopefully you got enough space in your heart to have some compassion to let me learn how to be right. Right. Like, you know, it, I'm not saying it's, it's flawless. I'm not saying, but in education itself, right. You equip us with limited tools, but you also like beat us and berate us with when we're wrong, right? Like, you don't know that? Like, did you never learn that? How did you get to this grade? What is the problem? How are you struggling? All of these problematic terms when it's like, yo, I'm here to learn. That's what I'm here for. You're supposed to find a way to teach me. Go back to what I said, right? Like, and and I got this from, from you know, a, a woman of a proud black family in the Bayview who I love very much, where she was like, Everybody want to talk about communication is the key, but everybody forget comprehension is the lock. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to expand on that, right? Communication is the key. Comprehension is the lock, but context is the door, right? Where are we trying to go? We got to figure out where does this door lead us to? That's the context. And I think that, that people don't realize and understand that that communication is the wrong key. You just abusing the lock every time you hit us over the head, which you don't know. How come you never learned this? How did you get to this grade? How'd you get in this class? You know, like, oh man, that they failed you. Like, yeah, you one of them that failed me. Like, come on now, let's be real. Like, we sitting here trying to rewrite the book, right? We we understand there's pieces we need and there's a lot of it we don't. But in this midst of a new time, even with all this craziness that's going on in this new age, we can still find joy and we still trying to be able to share that joy. So, you know, with that, I'm thinking about kind of where we, where we want to take things. Right. And touching on this new age, this new time, right. Even picking back in off of last week, finding wellness in the age of zoom. Now it's like, you can't ignore it. You can't get away from it. You know, the numbers, the statistics, the data, the news, it's all around you. It's, how do we deal with the impact of this pandemic, right? COVID-19, now COVID-2020. How do we deal with the impact and what is our response to it? So what do you know? What are y'all thinking? June, what you think? What's your response to this time? What is your response to this, this pandemic and how we got to maneuver? First, I have to say my response is gratitude that I'm alive because it's a it is a pandemic and there have been millions that if, if i'm if i'm not wrong hundreds of thousands of lives that have been lost 
I'm gonna look up that number. I feel disrespectful not by not even being well aware of of what is really taking place in the world. But I feel as if that's um, that's key. If we were to put things into context, um, gratitude is one way to um, just to uh, to appreciate what you do have and to reflect on where, where you once were. I think that's um, like, I know so many people who have not had us, who have not starved this for the past four months, but haven't received one check from their job. So it's, it's an incredible time right now um, to counter blessings, no matter, regardless of what position you're in. No, I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. Alex, I mean, what do you, what do you think? What is the kind of, you know, what's the impact and what's your response to the impact? Uh, the impact is crazy. It's like just in the United States, you know, 4 million plus, you know, cases, you know, in California, 433,000 cases you know, almost a half a million cases just in, you know, California alone, you know, California, Anthony and New York um, are both, you know, 400,000 plus Florida's on the way, like, you know, 390 something. Uh, and, you know, with 146,000 deaths, you know, that the impact, you know, is wild because it's like this fear, this uncertainty, this despair and desperation, um, there's this, uh, this, this finger pointing game going on. Um, it's a lot of, a lot of blaming and, you know, people pointing everyone. It's lack of confidence in the government, you know, lack of confidence in, you know, local and, you know, fe uh, state governments, um, lack of confidence in the current administration. Um, the impact is all over the place. And if nothing else is divisive, you know, to some degree at the same time, like the impact is, you know, is, is unif unifying in, in others. Um, and I think, you know, we have the opportunity to, you know, create that change that we want to see in the world, excuse me, by being, being that change and seeking out small communities, you know, creating small communities, you know, that become larger communities, you know, of, you know, mobilizing you know peace and mobilizing joy and mobilizing healing um and if everybody's at home you know people could be you know passing out flyers you know just in just an affirmation um uh, it's interesting because for me I, see, I saw the fitness industry um do something that you know most businesses don't want to do giving away you know workouts you know offering free classes online classes and really trying to stay relevant um and it's interesting because i saw that same behavior um uh, in june saw that same behavior you know for juneteenth and june 2nd and um where businesses were trying to stay relevant um by you know tossing out a message in and empathy <laughs> um, and the issues have been the same, you know, there's no, 
there's no apology or acknowledgement for the either ignorance um or being oblivious or just um negligent to issues you know concerning people of color you know around the world you know because you got global brands you know who who are you know aware of you know maybe not on a corporate level but on definitely on an individual level if you got social media you know a lot of it's not it's a lot of stuff you cannot hide from and now the folks are you know sitting still or not necessarily sitting still but you know trying to find ways to you know connect and stay in touch to seeing what other people are going through and you know there's a lot of people that are struggling who are not on social media there's a lot of you know stories that are not being covered you know and a lot of stuff that's not getting publicized through through television through local news through national news um it's it's a it's a wild place to be in but my my i think my response is always build community um my response is always create dialogue listen to the person that's hard to listen to um because like if everybody's on the same page then there's no compromise happening um so if everybody if you just surround people who think you know and act and walk like you you know then there's no compromise happening and you just as complacent as the next person you know who you don't want to hear from and like we gotta it's late like it's too late and we gotta be we gotta be over like <laughs> um ignoring people or you know um who who disagree with us we had we gotta be over that because we all have a responsibility to move forward and you know it's gonna take all of us it's not gonna take some of us but it's gonna be it's gotta be in small groups and you know you gotta we gotta get more humble at times and and for some of us you know who've been humble a lot who've been you know quiet a lot so got to be a little bit more bolder because you know we need your ideas and we need your creativity and we need your imagination to uh, push us forward um we need that no no definitely i i i so agree in so many levels like you know like you know june talking about having a level of gratitude to the idea of like, you know, this, this can be a really divisive issue, right? Like we talk about the impacts and response of, of kind of how COVID pandemic, all these different things have played a role in our lives. It's now created this new time period that we're in. And with that, you know, it is important to not lose sight of how do we come together as people and how do we hear each other out? Right? Like, letting that gratitude that we have to kind of even be here and have whatever we can have when we know like, like this is, this is, this is how I look at it. Right. So we could go into the conspiracy theories. We could go into all of the different levels of what people say, what people think, what people believe. And, you know, trust me, I, I'm like five seconds away from making a tinfoil version of this mask. Like y'all better watch the Watchmen. That show was popping. It was man, like, I wear the mask now and I'm every time manifest itself in new ways, but I'll save that for this. When we hear people and we don't necessarily agree, right? It is something where I've always had this mentality. If you have the right messenger to get the message, 
someone will be able to receive it, right? If you don't have the right messenger, then you can't say that that was the right vehicle or that was the right delivery method. Everybody receives the message differently and everyone needs a different messenger. And the thing is, at a time like this, right, where there's, we're limited in who gets to give us the information and who gets to share it, right? We kind of dictate it to us. Like, I'm, you know, just to touch on it, I pulled up the numbers. I looked on Google. You know, Google has a COVID-19 alert. And, you know, right now the numbers, as it says, worldwide is 15.4 million, right? And that doesn't mean everybody's been tracked and everybody, you know, like we don't know the depths of how these diagnoses are determined on a, on a global level, right? We just know what we know on a local level, right? And then we talk about the deaths, right? So we look at the United States is 140,000. We look at the world is 630,000, right? So we're looking at these numbers and we're not always quick to put a face to them, right? So now this is the difference for me. When this started, one, y'all got to know something. I'd be prepared for it. So we're from California and especially Northern California, we have wildfires. And so I already had masks with removable filters ready for the day that we had the wildfires come back. So when this whole pandemic hit and I had to go shopping early in the morning on a weekday, I was wearing a mask that wasn't just a cloth. I'm wearing a mask that looks like I'm ready to go fight in Mortal Kombat or I'm a SWAT team member. Like, you know, I was ready for it. But then as time moves forward, right? all things are starting to calm down, things are coming cool. You start thinking, oh, it's smooth, it's sweet, we good, right? So you start going, to, I start going shopping on the weekend, speak for myself. I'm like, oh, it's good, let's go back into the world. I don't have to get up early and go stand in line and be waiting the cold. Now I could kind of just mosey on in because the restrictions have been lifted. But now, as of this past, like two weeks to this last week, people that I know in my community, people who I'm close to or consider close, they got it. And, you know, maybe the symptoms aren't severe or maybe they, you know, maybe people are showing symptoms and they haven't gotten tested yet. Like it's so close that now I can't ignore it because there's confirmation in households where somebody grandma got it and she's suffering from it, right? Like, yeah, maybe the grand, the grandchild ain't really suffering from it, but they grandma is and they both got it. So now it's hit in a way that I'm like, well, I guess I got to go back shopping early morning on the weekdays, right? Because the impact is, you know, me, I'm like hyper aware. What we got to do? Where we, where we going? How we going to move? What is the response? So let me come with a plan to say, this is going to help me stay sane and at the same time, be able to take care of what needs to be taken care of because I ain't trying to get got. Like, I'm going to just keep it 100. Like, you know, I'm I'm on here share, spreading my joy, sharing my joy. Let me be clear. I want this joy to last. I want it to be sustainable. So uh, if your boy going to be washing his hands a little extra 10 seconds, guess what? I'm going to be washing my hands extra little 10 seconds. I'm not going to be caught out here with the cough, cough, uh, sneeze, sneeze, uh, itchy throat. Like, uh, nah, I don't got, I ain't got time for that. For me, it's imperative to work out. I love the gym. I can't go to the gym. So what I'm going to do, man, we finna get it in in front of the backyard. We finna, we finna hit it every kind of which way in this little isolated area. We in the living room, we in the living room. This yoga mat going to become my new home to get it going. The dojo is here. 
pulling out the kettlebells. You know what I'm saying? I just got the 50 weight. You know, we ain't playing out here. We pushing that heavy weights. We ain't pulling no baby babies. We playing with the big things, okay? So the thing is, right, we hitting them reps. You know what I'm saying? Reps and sets. But, you know, for me, like, I love martial arts. I love <laughs> You gotta let it out, girl. Let that thing out. Don't let, don't hold that back. What you Yes, <laughs> we in the six. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. June, no, cause she out, she out here working out too. Oh yeah, boy. She, 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 she been, she been getting it too. Four hundred meter right now. June hit the four. <laughs> Oh, here we go. Resistance band. You even know. I have this set up. Please. Like, I'm all about fitness. Like, it's all. I'm there, okay? I hit. I have goals. I hit my goals, okay? And when I get those goals, then I hit new ones, okay? I went from 300 to 130, boy. And I'm right now, I'm at a healthy weight in between. Please. And I'm stacked, like, strong. And don't think I don't have my own entrepreneurial ideas to capitalize off of this growth. Woo! We just in the beginning. How you how you feel though? How you feel now that you put so much effort into your health? Like how do you feel? Look, I'm ready to do it all over again and prove prove my doubters, prove my haters wrong once more. Oh, I didn't take enough pictures for you. Okay, I didn't blow up the gram enough. Oh, allow me to do the same. That's what I'm talking about. That's what see. That's what I'm saying is that like the impact, as detrimental as it is it is definitely our response that makes the difference that creates the energy that manifests itself to be able to survive this, to be able to outlast this, because just as much as you can be in good health, mentally, you have to be in good health, right? You have to have that good spirit, that good energy so that you want to look forward to doing these things. So you're motivated, you're energized, you're excited to want to keep pushing, right? It has to be what you want. Yeah. You have to want to grow. You want to have to be happy. Because if not, this world will tear you down and give you every reason not to be. So you have to want to be better. You want to have to love. You want to have to be your best self. And and that's where it begins with you. I mean, it's true. It's like you, you people, you need to want you. You need to need you. You need to want to love you. You need to want to need to love you. You know what I'm saying? Like, the relationship starts here with self, first and foremost. Take it from somebody who I've been in toxic relationships. I done had unhealthy codependencies. I done came a family of all kind of mess that I'm still trying to help them sort through. And I've been able to somewhat figure out how to deal with and manage and, and process, right? Digest, get it out my system, right? And the thing is, is that it took a lot of experience in different communities, different people different expertise to really come to this point that i'm at now where i'm like okay you know what i've invested my time in the community the community has definitely invested in me how do i now take it and find my way to give it to share it right how do i find my way to exist within it and have ownership because yes it is about ownership i'm not gonna i'm not gonna let that go and not be a part of my joy so with that we're talking about like, you know, I put a face to this thing, right? This pandemic that just was a name with a number and realizing that like now it's impacting people who I care about, who I love. And in order for me to be there for them, I got to be hyperactive around what is 
or like what's my role, right? Like what is my duty and what is my duty to myself first? Because like, like, you know, we forget you need to put the oxygen mask on yourself first before you put it on someone else, right? Sometimes we're quick to want to put it on someone else and we pass out in the process. That's not the way. If we all focus on doing step one, which is dealing with self first, then we can then do for another. And it won't be a thing where, oh, I, I, put, I put them before me. You can't. You have to put you first. And there's nothing wrong with it because that's all you have. When, you, when you're in here, like, you have to make sure that you understand that like, there is, there's always going to be this, this way of the world you grew up in and the society that's around you will try to impose itself on you. And as time goes on, you will then discover there's so much more to society and so much more to the world that expand beyond what you then identify with, what became familiar, right? Your family is away and then you figure out, wait, this might be wrong. I need to find a new way, right? That might mean you need to teach someone something, right? You might need to teach an elder, right? We will often be, so we want to crystallize our family, especially our elders, our our mothers, our fathers, our guardians, our aunties, uncles, mothers, grandfathers, as these superheroes, not realizing they constantly putting the mask on us first and they don't put the mask on themselves. Before we know it, we look up and, well, now we have the mask on us. We need to put the mask back on them, right? And, and you know, that as that's Lyrical Ones, this is episode eight, double entendre, we coming through with these bars. Think about what I'm saying. I'm using the mask in multitudes of ways, covering up, and about the covering up that has been done to shelter us, to make sure we survive and we grow and we capitalize on their success. But we also can't ignore, especially at a time like this, when they say like, this, this pandemic, this affects elders. It's also our actions and our habits that impact them as well, right? Like, I'm not trying to dictate and tell you what to do, but I am saying, if you have a loved one and you have someone who's older, you need to be even more considerate, not only just in the terms of this pandemic, but in your care and the attention and the relationship, because the impact, I mean, yeah, on one end, the pandemic has an impact, but your response has to last beyond this. Your response has to live beyond the, the, the fact that we're all shelter in place or beyond the fact that we're social distancing. The impact is, yes, we all now in the same place, whether we agree with it, whether we don't like it. You got people protesting for Black Lives Matter. You got people protesting because they don't want to wear a mask. You got people protesting for everything. But the one thing we can be uniform on is we can't ignore what's going on. We can't ignore the world we're in. We are in it together. And with that, Think about those loved ones and how what you're doing has impacted them. How your response may be everlasting or ever changing, or are you just stuck in monotony and you just doing the same old, same old? Like, really think about that. You know, it's it's easy to say, it is hard to do. Anybody who's ever tried to change how they eat, trust me, I know the pain, I know the struggle. But that's how everything is, right? Would you give yourself? It then manifests itself in how your body feels, how your body looks, what your body is able to do. And the same can be said with what we do to others, what we give to others, how we are with others, and how that impacts them. So, you know, it's just think about it, right? Like, we all impact your body, but 
how you gonna make your response sustainable so it ain't just like we made it out y'all it's time to turn up and wild out we ain't gonna hold nothing like we gonna do whatever we want nah hold on wait a minute that's kind of how we got here in the first place and it's like we got here times two like we was like oh it's good numbers going down guess what y'all we right back to where we was square one I know in LA where like the beaches are open. I still went driving down there. Still, everybody's down there. No masks. Runners sucking up all the air. Swimmers drowning. I guess. Oh, it's all bad. Yeah. <laughs> nah, man. Like I, I grew up with asthma. You know, I still got you know mild case of asthma. So I can only rock with people. You know, that's being careful. You know, like that's just that's just my baseline, and I think self care, especially fitness um, and your nutrition, is telling yourself yes. It's tell it's giving yourself permission, you know, to to find a freedom beyond you know your environment, you know, where you grew up, your upbringing, taking responsibility and ownership for your for your joy, for your life, for your health, for your quality of life. And, you know, just telling yourself yes by, you know, pursuing that, your limitations instead of, you know, shying away from them. Like the box that you think you're in, find out what's at the edge of it. You know, the fence that you think you're in, find out what's at the edge of it, you know, and, and see how many times you can, you can approach it till you surpass it. Like it's, like it's so important just to tell yourself yes when you got a world, you know, telling you no because you got the wrong hair or you got the wrong skin or you the wrong size or your voice is too high or too low or your shoulders is too broad or too small or your stomach is this or your stomach is that or you talk like this or because your interest is this. You got a whole world that'll tell you no just because you think different, just because you are a, a visual learner instead of an audible learner or a physical learner, you know, as an alternative. It's like, because you process things differently, the world will tell you no. And because you don't, because of what they say you lack, they won't, they won't give you credit for how much you have. And when you tell yourself, yes, you can take ownership of all that you're capable of your capacity and take a, a real measure of it and then decide that it can't be measured if you want. Um, I think, you know, fitness is that self-exploration, you know, to really understand, you know, how you process stress. And, you know, I'll say it, you know, as many times as I need to until people, you know, you know, take it to heart that, you know, how we approach and engage and respond to stress determines how we interact with people and we see it, you know, with people holding semi-automatic weapons sitting, you know, standing in city halls and we, and we see it, you know, as, you know, groups of mothers, you know, backed by, backed by other protesters, you know, push back federal agents, you know, we see it when people's, you know, painting Black Lives Matter on the street and then we see people, you know, um, paint roller and over it. Like we see how people are responding to stress and, you know, we often, you know, try to take it personal. Um, and the truth is like folks are stressing right now and having all types of reactions. 
you know, reactions that they never had before, reactions that they didn't see coming. And uh, that's because they've been preoccupied with <laughs> work, <laughs> you know, or preoccupied with family or preoccupied with relationships. And for a lot of people, like life hasn't stopped, you know, like for a lot of people, they're working more than they ever have. People is working from home and, and you know, nine meetings back to 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 back. And I think I got that right too. I think I hit that right on the head. I think I might have hit nine too. Um, <laughs> but I will, we'll, we'll run it back and we'll, we'll find out. We'll, we'll, we'll run the, we'll recap it and find out. Um, but some people are stressed more than they ever been, you know, on top of the stress of the world that's swirling around, you know, the different mediums of communication. Um, and like you, you was right when you said that, you know, communication can look, you know, all different types of ways and that, you know, communication being the key and folks having the wrong key um, to the door, you know, to the context of, you know, the interaction with whoever they're interacting with, you know, because communication is not just with yourself, you know, communication is is listening you know elite communication is listening um and you know any instructor you know who who any supervisor any administrator any director you know who is trying to create culture has to start with listening you know if you're trying to if you're trying to teach something then you have to come from a space of being an educator and if you're gonna educate, then you have to then give them a chance to say what what they're grasping as far as you know ideas go. You know, if you're if you're trying to you know disseminate some information, like you can't say you're teaching if you're just talking at people, um, because then you have no idea if you're educating them at all. If the education is actually happening, if that you know process, you know, to to bring out the knowledge means listen, you know, and that's, you know, the root of education, you know, to educate, you know, is to, to bring out that knowledge. So it's so important that, you know, we're, we, when we're trying to create culture, when we're trying to, you know, push joy, that we come from a place of listening. So like all of, you know, all y'all listening right now, y'all practicing elite communication. You know, even if we can't hear your response, y'all practicing elite communication and, you know, we love, you know, to get the feedback, you know, hop on the, hop on the, uh, the channels and the platforms, you know, tell us what y'all think, you know, it's so good when we get feedback from y'all and get those mentions, um, you know, through Twitter, you know, through Instagram. Uh, yeah, we're, we're people that is open to, you know, share what we learned. Um, but more so, you know, we also want to hear back. And we I think we're all greedy when it comes to to education and information ourselves. Because um, the more you got, the more you can create with. <laughs> it's like uh it's like Legos. You know, if you only got a you know few four block a few four, four slot Legos to work with, you only making so much. 
you know, the more options you have, the more information you have, the more, the more you can build. And I think, you know, we're all in the, uh, in the lifestyle of, of building. And so just like June was talking about, you know, she got her entrepreneur, new entrepreneurial, you know, focus on, you know, I got mine on. Cineo is making moves upon moves upon moves. Um, he probably wear the mask to keep his brain, you know, intact because it's, he got ideas coming out of everywhere. Um, so he's trying to hold on, hold on to some for himself. Um, I understand that. I'm just trying to keep mine in my in my hair right now. Um, but yeah, it's like it's it's so important right now to um, to continue to create. the The mindset of a creative is of one is one of taking emotion, whether it be joy or pain, and communicating it in in a way that's unique to their voice and again they become messengers and your experiences and the way that you go through life has a message that somebody else can relate to so if you feel like sharing something anytime you know process it man sit with it think about it like cook it simmer it till it's you take all those ingredients till it's a full recipe and then serve it you know at the proper time you know wherever you see fit because you know somebody is gonna like really be fed by your message and you know just keep at it keep putting one foot in front of the other that's the only way races are one it's one foot in front of the other no, definitely, definitely. Can't win no race if you burn out. Cannot win no race if you burn out. You got to be mindful of your, what is your capacity and how do you expand your capacity, right? Like, just because you have this capacity today don't mean your capacity can't grow. It can. It's ever, it's, it's ever growing, right? You can reach a level of limitlessness if you want to, right? Like, it's not, like, don't put no self-limiting beliefs on you because that happens. We all do that. We all get in our insecurities. We let our ego try to dictate, right? I'll say it so many times because I'm telling you it's a practice. A lot of this is a practice. That's why these things reoccur because it ain't, it's not so much that I did it as much as I keep doing it. Like really think about that. It's not that I did it. It's that I keep doing it. I stay committed to the action, repeating the action. We was all talking about exercise. That's all repetition and movement. And we have to be mindful of how many of those movements we commit to. One, is it effective? And two, are we straining or impacting ourselves negatively with an injury, right? It's the same that can be said with our lifestyle, our life, what we do, how we live, and being mindful of all the different aspects of like, you know, where where we going, how we going to get there, right? How do we How do we look at this pandemic and how do we respond in a way that's like, a careful approach. We got to find ways, but we have to test ourselves in a multitude and, and like every spectrum, right? From every pole, right? From the north to the south, from every aspect. How does it that we look at it from, okay, I know I need this. I need human interaction. I need belonging. I need access, right? 
Like, yeah, my brain's all over the place. That's, I mean, most people wear their heart on their sleeve. I wear my heart on my head. But the whole concept is how do I rationalize and keep my wellness together to maintain my focus and my approach and my practice? You know, like that's the thing that people, they forget. Like life is a practice. Life it's is not about performance, man. It's not about performance. You know, that's that, again, that meritocracy she's talking about, man. It's like they will push, the system will push on you that you have to perform and jump through these hoops. And really, we ain't got to do that. You, it's it's more important that we accept ourselves. Um, it's so important, like we 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 even relate being happy to a performance, like to like how good you are at something, at good at life you are because you're happy, and that's not the case. It's like it's so important for us to like to to be okay with where we are, and like practice means accepting where you are, and like every day being a new starting line. It's like, okay, this is where I'm at today. And that, you know, that, you know, that impact of accepting yourself before you walk out the house, before anybody judges you, before, you know, you judge yourself, before you look into the mirror and say, I'm happy with who I am now, you know, regardless of what I see, regardless of what I feel, that I'm okay being me. And, you know, not always feeling better, but getting better at feeling. Because there'll be a lot of stuff that you feel that you don't that you wouldn't prepare for. Yeah, no, I mean, that's real. And speaking of being prepared, like thinking about it in this context, what is what's y'all perspective on how this now has like removing it from the self, thinking on our community, thinking of kind of like, you know, we, we stay in relatively what would we call tourist destinations, right? LA, I mean, you go out there, boom. We, you know, trying to show up. You're trying to show out. You're trying to be on the boardwalk. You're trying to go down the strip. You're trying to, you know, you're trying to be in the LA vibes, right? San Francisco, right? You're trying to see the landmarks and see all these different, you know, pivotal places that are photo photogenic in scope and highlight all the variety of what San Francisco has to offer, whatever. But panoramic views, feel me? All around. You know, and it's crazy because like right now in California is hella hell of tourists that are not here. It's mostly just people who live here who are in California right now. It's a whole lot of locals or you know, transplants, people who moved here, whatever. But for the most part, it's not tourists around. So it's like crazy to see like families of people who live here and like the tourist destinations, not overpacked, not overcrowded. Uh, it's like just a space to like see these places and see these cities and, you know, whether it's Big Sur or the Golden Gate Bridge or whatever, it's like all this stuff that would be happening in the summer with all this movement is like not happening right now. Like I never seen anything like it where like I, like growing up, we didn't get to, go to Pier 39 unless we was on a field trip. <laughs> like, and then when we, maybe when we got to high school, like you could go down there, but you wasn't going with your family. You wasn't going with your siblings down there. It's like, you weren't going to see the tourists. Like, you got to like take a day off to play tourists in your city. Same thing in LA. Like, because especially in LA where like you got to get a car just to go anywhere anyway. Um, 
because like nothing is close. It's like a few X's away. Like only like people who from there like know how to navigate like the back streets and stuff like that. And then you know people who really drive, you know, know the know the back streets. Like you know, got a commute. Like oh yeah, I ain't even about to get on the freeway. They already know it's not even worth it. A but two like, hour right, commute can turn into a four hour commute easily because when you're in the Bay, when I was living in the Bay, I was driving an hour out to the city every, every other weekend, maybe every weekend. So that's an hour. Okay. That's not too bad. Maybe a trip to Sa Sacramento, that's two hours, but you get at the wrong freeway at the wrong time. That hour drive, okay, turns into two. Oh, would you look at that? But actually, because everyone's been staying home, uh, the traffic has been awfully light. Yeah. And and I just, the, you know, the car traffic, the foot traffic, it's like, it's crazy to see like empty cities, like for real, for real. I, always, I used to always think about how it's like maybe 700, 800,000 people living in San Francisco, like in the county, city county of San Francisco, but it's over a million, million, two people in the city each day because of tourism and commuting. Um, that's wild to me, just like, now it's people like moving out. Now it's businesses moving out. And like, it's crazy because like one of the uh, gas and electric companies is actually, excuse me, moving out of their building that they've been in for like since 19, 1905 or something like that. Since like, or like since the, uh, the 1906 earthquake, they've been there for hella long, like almost like a hundred years or something like that. Um, like 105 years so like after the earthquake but yeah they about to move out to the east bay um because <laughs> they don't need a big ass building no more um and it's a lot of companies like that don't need big ass buildings and big ass conference rooms that they can't fill um and uh, some people move just to some people move here just to be tourists here um just to like feel the city and you know walk down this and see the painted ladies and you know be over here and hit the steps and see the bridges and you know have this ice cream and go to the ferry building and you know do all this stuff and right now it's just like if you're lucky enough to live here or you know you stuck enough to live here um <laughs> you get to you get to kind of see the city if you want to you know in a different light and it's crazy because you still won't see the best of it. Um, I think the best of it is the the, the locals, the, the the natives, the the best of the city. You know, is the culture. I feel that way about about L.A. Um, and to a degree, you know, folks who come from the, the East Coast, like they cool, but they again, they got the they got the idea of the West Coast, California city, and like they don't know what's not on they. They only know what's on the news and in the, um, you know, in the small screen and big screen. You know, they, like, it's wild to see, like, hospitality, you know, down. Because um, a lot of families that rely on hospitality in the industry, um, a lot of folks working under the table, you know, working, you know, entry-level jobs, jobs you, you can only, that you can only get you know, if you don't have, you know, proper education, you know, or if you got limited, you know, English, like it's, it's crazy to, you know, see this time and, you know, 
it's across it's across the planet, you know, where hospitality is down. You know, some Caribbean countries is reliant reliant on it, um, and the economies, and you know, California, you know, has got a lot of, you know, hospital a strong hospitality industry, and it's interesting because now it's just really the hotels is available for essential workers, but essential workers is not even using them because they rather be at home with their families, and so it's money that's set aside for essential for essential workers to stay in hotels so they could be safe and you know be away from you know quarantine away from their families or whatever, um, and a lot of folks are not even using them, like and on on top of that, it's just like money set aside that's, that's not being used, and you know people can't really do anything about it. Um, like you can't jumpstart, you know, the hotel industry with no vaccine. You can't jumpstart the whole hotel industry, you know, till things are safe because not everybody's going to want to feel safe to travel at the same time. There's so many industries that need, that are going to need a jumpstart, but it's going to take a lot of innovation to recreate the whole experience when it comes to traveling, when it comes to going to a hotel, when it comes to just about every industry where the masses gather. I mean, they're even trying to work something out with the NBA, we'll have, but what's a game without fans? And I just, it's a lot of adjusting. And I feel as if it's just a lot of a constant readjusting, readjusting that we have to get to used to. So we have to get used to readjusting to and, and finding new ways. Um, but for the, for the time being, goodness, I, I just feel as if there's so many, there's not just one crisis, but there's, there's so many going on right now that um, almost like we, we, I would say that's almost like a hot topic word and or a trigger word, just like how the word pandemic and just how the word protest is a, is a trigger word. And if we were to put it in the proper context, going back to what Sineo was saying, I kind of think of it, if you guys remember that one scene from The Nightmare Before Christmas, where they go into the forest and you have all those holiday doors, right? So it's like, I'm going to have this word, holiday, but I have to put it in the proper context. So I'm going to I'm going to brighten it up a bit for the people who like to celebrate with 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 a garland of popcorn around a tree, <laughs> or, or I'm going to bring out some, or I'm going to soften my heart a bit to those who like to celebrate uh, Valentine's Day. You, you get what I'm saying, so I understand that. Um, just to give a visual to to your example, of, a more in depth visual to your. <laughs> why? Why? I get so worked up. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right. I feel it. I feel it. I mean, it's funny because it's like, I'm not going to lie. I went off in my whole little daydream after I was just like, Pier 39. I was like, oh, man. Why you say that? That's a trigger point. Because now it's like, you start talking about hospitality, we're going down a whole nother direction, right? So I'm going to try and keep it real respectful. I got to own my truth. And so, right, this is the thing. This is the world we in versus the world that was. So let's take a trip down memory lane, right? So Pier 39, like, he ain't lying. Like, you went there as a field trip, you ain't go there with your family. 
you at best you went to go to get a NASCAR race jacket or maybe you got a little jersey. You went to the arcade. If you was lucky, if you was lucky when the arcade was still around, like the arcade was the place. Like, let me tell you, let me we about to do <laughs> But they, I remember they had a Mazda Miata that was in the arcade for a game called Ridge Racer, right? Now the thing is you could literally sit in a car in the arcade and play the game, right? That was a totally different experience. But let's fast forward, right? We we now out of just video games, we into romantic interests and we're trying to impress people. We trying to show them different aspects of our city. So I remember that was the date spot. That was like the group date spot. That was like, get your little cupcake session on and we're going to sit in the back of the pier and we're going to just watch the boats and talk at nighttime. We're going we gonna, to we gonna see if we could catch some seals swim by. Right? Like, Straight Otis ready sitting on the dock of the bay. Like I've had that date before, okay? <laughs> <laughs> With the seals, okay? <laughs> there were so many little moments that like right now don't exist like summertime was the time to go down there and that was the that's the routine it's like you pass it on like it's just gonna happen year after year you got these little kids going down here with their little cupcakes and they gonna spend some time cupcaking right and when i say cupcake we come from the bay what i mean is cupcake no feeling got a lot of time i got a lot of hey but what you know trunk boys holler the trunk boys but i'm just saying that when we talk about yes quality time of being intimate on intimate on a variety of levels, right? That's not about being explicit, disgusting, or disrespectful, but like everybody appreciates a level of intimacy, a relationship, right? And so cupcaking is the encapsulation, the nomenclature, if you will, of what that means. So when I'm talking about cupcaking, that's what I mean. I have my little cupcake. We were going down there cupcaking. And that was the whole thing. But then as an adult, we fast forward, right? And we think about like, okay, I got a job now. And I was a staycationer, right? Like if I needed privacy, I needed a wait time, I needed a long time, I needed to be with somebody, I could go and hit up a hotel, right? That was the thing. Like, I'ma just go somewhere and maybe I have somebody with me. Maybe I don't, right? Maybe I just wanna get away from everything. But now the world is shifted and it's changed and that no longer is the reality. Right now it's like, we have to do all these levels of negotiation and I have to take into account that like my little siblings or my nephews, my little cousins, they're, they're dealing with this now and they can't have those experiences that I had. Those experiences have put on, on a halt. And now I got to be even more aware of my response because not only is the industry impacted, but like people who participated in that industry, like think about how that all came to an end. Like there's, there's so many trips that will not be taken. There's so many moments that will not be had. There's so many photos you will not get to take because right now we all have to shift our focus and where we're going to be at. And so when you start talking about all these different places in the city, like those were the spots, like we going, okay, girl, we're going to hop in this car and we just going to drive. We just, we're going to hop out. And we just going to walk. We're going to go here. We're going to go there. We're going to stay here. We're going to walk over here. Like those things for people who like me, I didn't, I'm, my time is served. I'm locking it down. Like I ain't, my cupcake days is over. Like, you know, we, we, we far beyond cupcake. Like I'm trying to make hostess right now. Like we trying to build a brand. We, we trying to like, this is going to be managed and leveraged for the rest of my life. So days is over. But what about the people who still have yet to even experience those days? 
the impact is on a so much different scale. And we don't even think about it. We just be so fine-tuned in, oh, I can't go to work, or I can't do this, or I can't do that. Or, what about me? And it's like, what about all these little youngins around here who, like, they losing their mind, like, my whole soul. No, no Japantown ramen, no Japantown karaoke, no, no walking the beach. You can't, like, they can't even go to Ocean Beach, lands in, and post up. I mean, it's they, crazy. They can't even do the the late night Denny's, the late night IHOP. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the late driving. Come on, we gonna break bread right now. We all little, we all little gone. We a little inebriated. Maybe our focus is a little off. Maybe it's not. Maybe we just wanted to see each other. Maybe we just wanted to kick it. Guess what? That's over. That ain't happening right now. That's on pause. Like pause. Me, like, Really think about like your experiences that lasted and live outside the house. That ain't that ain't like even if you was able to get a little piece of it right now, guess what? It ain't the same. Because you're doing it in almost a defiance, right? Like you're doing it in in light of like, oh my God, these numbers and data. You never had to do that before. It was like, all right, I see y'all, I'm gonna be gone. Maybe I come back, maybe I don't. And this kids right now ain't getting that. They ain't getting that experience, they ain't getting that chance. They just all on the ground, all on the social media, right? The ticket talk, you feel me? And it's like, man, this this is where we at now, right? Like, we got to have a virtual background of these landmarks, right? Like, everybody got their Zoom background with the Golden Gate Bridge. But, like, we was really walking out there and, like, on the hype, hiking. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was a hype to go across the Golden Gate Bridge. Like, not everybody going to make it. Sometimes you get halfway through and your your person who you with, your friend, your partner, whoever, they like, can we go back? You know, yes, like, way back, they give out. Ooh, you gotta catch that bus. You gotta go around the corner and get dark quick. The wind come in, the fog's already rolling. You know, if you know, you know. <laughs> you know, you know. You know what I'm saying? If you know you, I mean, if you was really in the struggle and you didn't have it like that, you hopping on the 29, like, you going right back. You going right back to where you came from, or you going to take that hike. But it's like, yo, man, them, that's a whole nother world right now. Like, that's so far away. It's so removed. Like, I was removed because I evolved to a place where now where I'm moving and how I'm moving is different. But even then, I can't even, like, you know, if I want to go somewhere out of state, that's not really the likelihood of, of what's going to happen, right? There's still people traveling. There's still people making those bold decisions to say, you know what? I'm about to risk it for the biscuit. We about to live it up. We about to turn up. We about to do this. And I get you go it. to Vegas. You have every right to want to risk it for the biscuit. But me, I'm thinking of okay. I, I have a future and a foundation I'm trying to lay, and I have a legacy that I'm trying to 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 keep in pristine condition, right? So I got to make sure that like now that I have a face to this problem, it changes my relationship to the problem. It it changes my response. Like yes. The, the hospitality industry is impacted on a, on a global scale that this this my participation in it and my contributions to it has changed drastically like everything is now different and I'm always thinking of like what if my favorite restaurant get closed like that's always the impending doom like we, what's your favorite restaurant it changed like you know what I'm saying like some of us is like we got that little kicking spot that's like holding the wall that we need a little fix and it's like, man, is that going to be here? Is it, how do I support it? Is it going to be around? Like, these are the things that like, 
we don't something like it's easy to to, to let go and not even think of because I'm a, I'm gonna keep it real like when you said Pier 39 immediately I'm like NASCAR jet with the logos I'm like my Nike jersey that I got from the little sports shop I'm like man I was really all over that place my friend's first job was at the candy store like them all different things now that's a whole different all different thing. things. I was down I was I, I was down there and early in the early in the uh in the pandemic like when they it's just it's just different now they like they closed off you could they closed off parts of it part of the um part of the uh the draw of it was you could kind of weave in and out the pier on these docks you know, it's like all these different like cuts and alleyways on you know off the water, and now they just got stuff blocked off. It's like you can only go from the front straight to the back, and then on the, from the back to the outside. You can't go in between the different you know different uh, uh, walkways and hallways and alleyways and corridors no more. Um, and they got people at the front checking to see if you're wearing a mask in the first place. And like the the big restaurants, the big fancy restaurants that was expensive that you would take moms to for Mother's Day or you know do some kind of anniversary thing, the seafood thing. Like the big spots with the big dining rooms all closed. Only spots that small you do takeout and outdoor eat uh, outdoor seating is the only ones open. And it's just like it's still still for me it's refreshing as as well just to see that the families are there at all um because even though they don't have the same experience that that we got they get in some of it and they're getting something that you know is different and it's always just encouraging for me to see like families together because it's such a hard time for families it's such a hard time for students for teachers for parents um it's like if nothing, if if work doesn't stop and you're working from home and you're with your kids, it's tough. Or you can't work, you can't go to work because your kids, and it's like, it don't make sense. You can't afford, it's not worth it to put them in daycare and risk anything happening to them, you know, for them, them getting sick. It's not, like children are not impervious to it. You know, even if the numbers are low, they're not impervious to it. And it's like, it's not worth the chance. Like I've seen, yeah, I've seen, I got faces and seen folks, you know, a note of folks who, who passed away, um, you know, especially in this second surge or whatever it is. Um, yeah, I've seen it and you, you can't take the, the relax in mandates, the relaxation in mandates as a sign that everything's safe. You know, the like the, it's, I think the government could do better in making it clear that the point of reopening is, you know, for economic reasons, right? It's like, it, it doesn't mean that everything is safe. Just because you can go outside doesn't mean you should go outside and wild out. Just because you can go to the park doesn't mean you should go to the park and wild out. Um, it's, it's just a wild, it's just a wild space to be in because folks is still thinking about the individual self. You know, instead of the collective self. You know, and we'll lesson that we're learning as a as a collective. For sure. 
Yeah, I mean, nah, really, like, you know, things that I like to kind of highlight, like, one, I, you know, I got asthma too, right? Like, shout out to the secondhand smokers in the family that helped that out. Um, but at the same time, you know, it is a thing where, you know, oh, I, I got to say this before I go on. RIP to the Bushman at Pier 39. Like, you'll forever be missed, right? Like, yeah, it's been years, but I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep that spirit alive because, like I said, that brings back the memories that every time he caught one of y'all slipping, when y'all was walking by and he boogeymaned his way out the bush and y'all was, oh my God, ah, screaming. And I laughed and I was like, yo, here's another one. We sitting there 20 deep looking at y'all walk by y'all thinking, what, what are they looking at? We're looking at you about to get made into a fool. But now going back on the other side of the spectrum, right? Like it is a thing where it's like, you know, like however you feel like you can play your role and do your duty, you know, like I don't want I don't want anyone to be in my position to see a face to put a face to it, and I know sometimes that makes it different is when you have it. And I just said I'm I'm admitting like even if my response before was strong, my response now is going right back to it because I can't ease up off the pedal. Like I gotta I gotta really hold true to okay now that there's a face to it, I need to be appropriate in my response and responsible to them and to my loved ones, because it's, you know, yeah, little kids can catch it. Maybe they aren't impacted, but they become a, a vessel to travel it, right? They become the ability to traffic it. And that's the thing is that you got to really think about and be mindful of who and what and how, right? Your intentions hit it. Sometimes we don't realize that you may have good intentions, but the impact isn't always good. And now mm. respond to those impacts and how is it that we're going to if this you know we in it together like i i is it is like i said in the past the people in my circle people who i these are people who i i would talk to meet with on a frequent now it's right outside their door and it's like and i ain't talking about their house i'm talking about their bedroom right like i'm talking about we're talking about the family members and it's like yo don't get it twisted y'all gotta be Y'all got to be clear. What is your level of participation? Because I'm not I'm not here to impose anyone's rights, right? If you want to go and catch that thing, catch that thing away from me, please. Like, just, just have some space. You know, you have every right to want to bathe in it, jump in it, swim in it, if that's what you want to do. Put it in the headlock. Give me my COVID. I ain't with that. That ain't my life. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't about that life. No, no, no. Some, some people's all about it. Man, like, people like people i mean it, it as funny as it may be to some like it's real like you have your right to do what you want to do but don't impose and enforce that you know we should be with you if you wilding out there to go and getting your sniffle and cough cough on it like keep that to yourself you know what i'm saying it's a different world okay not for me indeed it is you know i mean how we how we feeling how we looking how everybody, now that we've kind of given our perspectives on this pandemic, what are, like, what is the takeaway, right? What is the, what is the thing that you kind of see, like, you can do or that you're going to hold yourself to? Because for me, I'm going to keep it 100. What I'm holding myself to is I'm going to capture that energy that I had at the beginning of this thing. And I'm going to change my movement. I'm going to change the times and the days that I'm going to the store. I'm changing 
you know, like people was like, oh, you know, well, let's go kick it at the park. I'm gonna keep it real. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta talk it over with the household. Yeah, you know I mean, so these are things that I'm gonna hold myself to to really make sure I'm gonna, you know, make those, make those things true and hold them, hold on to them. So June, where you at with it? I'm trying to do the best that I can for my family as well. Take the proper precautions. Uh, I mean, people out here, they. LA is known for its 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 nightlife, so it's just been a it's just been a quiet, a very quiet quarantine. And I want to continue to encourage everyone to use their mask. I mean, at first for me, it's it just came into a whirlwind. So it's it's I can understand where it's hard to adjust. Everything closed, like everything being closed down, but. It's it's time for us to come together, yes, as a collective, to to better um, the health of one another, and we have to be proactive in looking out and caring for one another. So allow me to do that um, by social distancing myself. Where you at with it, Alex? Where you at? For me, it's, it's just been important to kind of keep the routines of going to a laundromat or going to the grocery store. So, like, I'm not stir crazy. Like, keep the energy the same. Um, I have my sweet spots and the times where I could get in and out the grocery store, you know, within, you know, 20 to 35 minutes or a whole bunch of stuff like I was at the beginning. Um, but I started to think about it the other day. It's like, I got to get to those uh, bigger wholesale stores and, um, and, you know, get some of the things like oatmeal, you know, just have it on deck. Um, Got to stay lean. It's important in the, the COVID, uh, keep the 19 off, keep the COVID-19 off, you know, can't gain the COVID-19, it's important. Um, not the 16, not the 15. Um, and so, yeah, like for me, like I noticed how I was triaging um, the different obstacles, you know, and just trying to find what was most urgent um, and during the pandemic. And, you know, at the, at the top was, you know, masking up and like I got gloves and I'll be out the house with, you know, backup gloves and the fanny pack and hand sanitizer, the gel and the spray, and, you know, make sure I got extra in the car and got wipes in the car and, you know, a cleaning station in the house, you know, to come in and wipe everything down. And like that, that's always, that's always been important to me is like doing that stuff keeps the worry off, keeps the anxiety off. It's like, that I'm doing, you know, these certain things, but also that I'm getting, making sure I'm getting out the house, you know, and, you know, going for a walk again by myself, you know, not with the squad or with the crew, you know, just taking the time to walk and get out the house, get vitamin D because that people's uh, reaction to uh, the virus, contracting the virus, um, the they they notice the difference between the severe 
and the normal reaction sometimes is the levels of vitamin D, which is, you know, you know, crazy or ironic because you can't get it if you're just inside or you got to take supplements. And yeah, and so like it's like for me, it's just, it's just been important to keep up the routine. Um, like it's cool to think about things being lax. Like my sister and I, we went down, um, down the way to Berlin game and it, you know, they closed they close one of the uh, streets of traffic, so people ain't got to be packed on the sidewalk, and people are still on the sidewalk. It's like, bruh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Why is it so important to be so close? And, you know, for some people, they losing so much, you know, and I was, I was telling people at the beginning, hugs will be there later. Like handshakes will be there later. Like all that stuff will be there later if we do what we need to do now. If we do what we need to do now, because like me being safe, you know, me getting through it through the pandemic means everybody getting through it. And, you know, that's that's the behavior that I operate on. That's the scope that I, you know, come in with is that, you know, I'm taking care of myself, you know, but I'm also taking care of everybody else, you know, and it's important. Oh, that's real. That's real. That's real. So, you know, I just, you know, I wanted to, to give that some space for everybody to kind of, you know, think about what could you hold yourself accountable to, to get through this, to be able to process this. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a difficult conversation to have, but, you know, we're here to have it. We're doing our best to be responsible with it. As I said, we can be wrong. We, we're not here to try and say we have the answers, but we, like I said, you got questions. Cause I'm, I mean, I'm trying to figure it out as I go too. And I'm just trying to share the experience at the very least. And hopefully we find something in it. Hopefully there's a solution somewhere in it because, you know, thankfully today I don't have it. Right. I, I don't, I don't, you know, I've, I've kept my distance. I've maintained space. You know, I'm still trying to do what I can every day and, you know, I feel in great health, but there's people that are not, and I have to think about them too. I have to be mindful of them. So, you know, if anybody, anybody got any parting words, anything they want to say before we get up off this thing right now, going once, going twice. Absolutely not. So with that. I'm... Yo, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Shout out to my brother Figo. We miss you, bro. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep focusing on your things. Shout out to all the lyrical ones listening. All the lyrical ones listening. We hope to hear from y'all soon. We got some cool stuff coming up for y'all. We 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 trying to create culture um, in a space where it's lacking, where it's disappearing in some cases. Restaurants is disappearing. Venues and DJs got to get new jobs. You know, it's like a lot of stuff is changing. You know, gig workers is, you know, doing different things now. And our lyrical ones that's listening, we appreciate y'all. Let's just, you know, we just, we just ramping up. We, you know, we seven in. This is number eight. It's, it's crazy because that means it's we two months in. And it's, it's big for us, but I think it's big for all of us to, uh, to have this space to kind of dialogue. We hope to hear from y'all and, you know, touch on some of the stuff that y'all bring up. If there's anything that y'all want to want us to talk about and touch on, you know, shoot it our way. And we got to talk to the production team. 
does. The production team makes the wheels turn. And, you know, we got to, we, we ain't got sponsors yet, but maybe one day. But until then, you know, we just, we just trying to create this space for, for dialogue, you know, for um, honesty and, you know, getting them, uh, getting them uh, emotional things, them gears turning, them spiritual things turning, the mental things turning. Um, because when the gears is turning for one of us, they can be turning for all of us because that's what community is, man. Uh, we appreciate y'all. Like, I'm excited. I appreciate you guys. Like, this has been lovely for me. Um, like, the energy is palpable, as they say. Um, like, I like to use a butter knife sometimes to, to make sure that it's, that it's potent, the right potency, you know, quality, quality control, butter knife, you know. Um, I'm gonna stop. The right, the right consistency. We just trying to get the right consistency. You know what I'm saying? The right texture. You know what I mean? We out here. You know exactly. You gotta. You know what's the flavor like? Is it got flavor? Is it flavorful? Is this dry? Oh man, don't choke on it. So really, be clear, right? We trying to cook. Everybody, be mindful. We coming in with spices, right? We ain't coming in with spices to destroy your taste buds. We coming in with spices to give you your aroma, your sense of smell back. You know what I mean? It's a different way of cooking around here, right? This is a holistic wellness approach. So, you know, we going to keep the good food cooking. As long as y'all keep wanting to take it, we going to serve it. So, you know, with that, and, you know, like like I, I slipped up, shout out to Figo. Figo, like I said, he out in the galaxy somewhere saving the day. And, you know, we got to give space to those that need it. And, you know, everybody keep everybody in good faith, good heart, good, good spirits, right? Pray on it, stay on it, but don't stay too long. So with that, we're going to get this cracking like we usually do at this time. Episode eight, episode eight, episode eight, lyrical ones, we out of here.